Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In the spirit of reconciliation, the Theatre Thoughts podcast acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all traditional custodians of the land on which our episodes are recorded. I got scammed by a man during the lockdown. I tried to buy a Pilates reformer online and he scammed me and instead of going to the police I became his friend and his you know his confidant and his emergency (laughs) contact and um yeah and it's just I guess it's a it's a lesson in like radical empathy and and curiosity making you a happier person than vengeful Mm. things I, I don't know I guess it's it's definitely a cautionary tale, but I wouldn't say it's a cautionary tale that you'd expect if you hear it's a cautionary tale of a yeah. scammer. It's kind of like, hey, go out there, go be scammed. It might be yeah, good for you. Like, <laughs> might make a friend. Welcome back to a new episode of the Theatre Thoughts Podcast, hosted by myself, Justin Clark, and featuring an array of Australia's best and brightest in the theatre industry and beyond. You can get full access to the podcast by signing up to our monthly email and joining the Theatre Thoughts Patreon community for as little as $3 a month. All the details can be found by heading over to our Instagram account at theatrethoughtsaus or our official podcast Instagram at ttpod underscore official. Let us know what you think of this episode by giving us a rating wherever you get your podcasts. everyone to a very special episode of the Theatre Thoughts podcast. I've been lining this one up for a while and I'm very, very, very excited that it's actually happening. So we have a multiple award-winning actor, singer, writer and comedian. She's one of Australia's best talents in the musical comedy world, widely known for her collaborations with the absurdist comedy sketch group Auntie Donna and one half of the comedy duo Double Denim with Laura Few. She's most recently been seen in sketch show We Interrupt This Broadcast, heard as a vocal talent on Koala Man, which I loved, and on the ABC show Auntie Donna's Coffee Cafe. In the comedy world, she's written and performed Reform and Legacy and toured her award-winning show Average Bear across Australia and internationally and is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. It's Michelle Brazier! Welcome! Hello! Oh, God, I'm so tired just listening to all that stuff. You've done a lot. You've done a lot. Yeah. I need to chill out. No, go for it, <laughs> I say. <laughs> 
how are you? How's your day? You've just recently um, been in a meeting we were saying before and you've been doing, you know, all your stuff. You just finished your um your comedy, uh, like the, the comedy leg, hey, for the year. Yeah, I've just finished the big, the big chunk of touring um, and now I'm in the little gooch in between the big chunk of Australia and then when we go to Edinburgh. So I'm just kind of, now I'm doing all the other writing that I have to do and all the other things, um, which is good. But yeah, I've just been uh, in the bath today watching Buffy. It's chilly. There's a chill in the air today. <laughs> it's, uh, it's getting into that time, isn't it? We just like, now's the time to rug up. I've got my heater on and I'm going to have to turn it off because it's like sweating at the moment. <laughs> Oh, really? I'm so jealous. I've got like, I mean, I've got the heater on. I've got two jumpers on. I'm freezing. One of those Melbourne chills, isn't it? Yeah, it gets into your bones. It's not even that cold, but there's something about it. It's like, because we have so many sunny days in winter Mm. and a sunny day is like beautiful, gorgeous in the day. And then as soon as the sun goes down, it's anyway, this isn't interesting. (laughs) (laughs) For anyone who doesn't know anything about Melbourne, this is great. (laughs) (laughs) Did you survive the earthquake at least? Nothing like... Rattled. You know, I missed it. I was oh. doing a show in New South Wales, so I missed it. Oh, I missed the last one too. I can, I just, I, you know, it's tough. But I've had a coffee, so I've had a bit of like Melbourne culture. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Well, um, thank you so much. I know we've met a few times after your shows because I've only in the past year just become um, obsessed with you, to be completely honest. I saw reform um at the melbourne comedy festival last year because my brother was like um oh you have to go see michelle brazier when you're in um, melbourne and i was like oh okay I, I feel like i know that name and then obviously i recognized you from working with auntie donna and i took the chance i went to see your show and i was just like who is this woman and i need to know every single thing about her right now <laughs> thank you i appreciate that it was great. Re- Reform was such a good show. And then we saw Average Bear. My brother and I came to see Average Bear. And then I saw Legacy this year. So I've done the trio, which I'm very You've happy seen about. The trilogy. The, yeah, thank you so much. Um, the Bad Things Happen to Me trilogy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I like to call them. Yeah. Well, I, I guess, like, the one thing I did want to ask you is um, where did, like, uh, let's go, like, right back, I suppose. Like, where did it all start for you um, as, like, a performer and someone who's, um, you know, so uber talented as you are. Oh, listen, I started when I was just a wee thing, like not professionally in any way. I wasn't like a child star. I grew up in Wagga Wagga, um, but I was singing before I was talking. Like I was a nightmare. I think my babysitter showed me Grease and then it was all over. It was just the first album I had was The Phantom of the Opera. Like I was always going to be so annoying. Um, And I never, even in school, I never studied. I I have never studied at all because I was like well I'm going to acting school so why would I like I just was so uh focused on it so I think I don't know I I wish that I could say oh I saw this this play and it changed my life but it's like I feel like I just came out trying to do a jeté but (laughs) so I pivoted and you have you have such like I mean I know I'm I sound like I'm just a fangirling here but you have such a powerful voice um, Thank you. We saw you do the musical comedy um, show at the end of last year at Enmore, and you just came out with um, "All I Want for Christmas Is You," and I was just like, <laughs> "Why are you not on Broadway? Like seriously, <laughs> that voice, you have such a a powerful voice, and I'm always gobsmacked by it." Thank you. You know, I wanted to do musicals, and I studied musical theatre at uni, and to be completely honest, I felt quite rejected by that particular industry in a way that wasn't really fair. Like I got an 
uh, enough rejections that you should get at your age when you do when you first started out. But I was sitting in the in the room once when I was going into audition for Adam's family, right. and I looked around the room and I could see uh, next to me was like there was Sally Bourne and then um, a, a Robin Arthur, and I looked at those women and we were running hours late, and they came and got me. They collected me from the room because I guess my my time, my audition time was earlier than them. And then they spent ages in the room with me, which was lovely for me. But when I came out, I looked at them again and they didn't seem annoyed. Like I just thought, how dare these people make Sally Bourne and Robin Arthur wait for me yeah. to fuck around in here? <laughs> like how dare they make that? Like how, how can this be the industry? Like what happens when I'm them? Yeah. When I want to be, you know, as established as these women, is that what I want to be doing, waiting around for graduates to finish singing their little songs? Or do I want to be someone who goes, she can do it, she can only do five shows a week, like yeah, for yeah. six months. And I was like, that's what I want to do. I want to do five shows a week for six months. I want to be stunt cast. I was going for roles and then seeing people get stunt cast in them and I was like, I can sing rings around you. Sure, I guess I'll just go figure out a way to get stunt cast. And that's kind of why I started doing comedy because right. I was like, well, I'll get famous on my own. Yeah. <laughs> it's out of maybe spite or ambition. I mean, I love comedy. I've always loved comedy. But, um, yeah, like, if I if the right role came around, I would I would do music theatre. And, you know, my management in the UK is like, Are you, do you want to do West End stuff? I'm like, I don't know. The money's not that good. It's crazy that y- your dreams sort of shift and change. But I do. My heart's with music theatre. I, I love it. Mm. It's one of those things that once you're in, you know, you're in, aren't you? Because, like, it's... I I mean, I did... um, I haven't done many musical theatre shows and they've only ever been community ones. But um, I do miss, like, you know, performing and just that aspect of performing. And I think, like, it's one of those things you will never... It never goes away because it's... Yeah, well, it's that community thing. It's why people go to church. It's why people join cults. It's because, (laughs) you know, you go through... You're in the trenches together and then you get to express yourselves. And it's beautiful. It's a vulnerable place. It's a place that encourages singing and being vulnerable and playing Mm. as adults. Like, of course, it's addictive. Of course, it's it's wonderful. And people make fun of it because they're... They they are too scared to let themselves enjoy it because they would they would they would love it. Yeah. Um. My my partner and I, Tim, we met doing a production of Legally Blonde. Oh right. Okay. Yeah. I played Elle and he played Warner and he broke up with me every night and you know what? Negging it works. It got him. Got him in the end. Because <laughs> <laughs> he obviously features in um in all your comedy shows as well with like different yeah. side characters and playing um uh, playing alongside you. Yeah, he does. It's really wonderful to have him. He's such a he's such a jack of mm. all trades. Like I've never met such a jack of all trades before in my life. He's so he's good at computers. He's good. He's a great actor. He's a great musician. He's just and he's just a great. Per- I mean, obviously, I'm saying this because he's my partner, but I, I just really admire him and I, I, I like working with him a lot because we complement each other so much. I mean, I'm so desperate for the spotlight, and he is so just like accommodate. Like he doesn't want that. He just wants to. He wants to be furnishing whatever right. is going on. And that's such an incredible partnership to have for two people in the performing arts with, you know, egos. It could be an absolute yeah. nightmare. But luckily, um, I've got enough for both of us. Um, <laughs> kind of balances out. <laughs> yeah. Well, I would. I did want to talk about Average Bear because, um, like I said in the bio, it's on Paramount+. Plus. Um, everyone can go and watch it. And it's yeah. such a powerful production. Um, I, I took a bunch of people to see because I was like, Michelle's in Sydney, she's doing Average Bear. I've heard about it on it's on on Paramount Plus. Let's go see it. And they were like, Oh, okay. Didn't really know what to expect, and they knew it was a musical comedy. But then when you you go in, there's just so many layers to it, um, and it is a 
wholly powerful, beautiful show. And I guess, yeah. um, where did where did the idea for that come from? Um, and yeah, uh, I always knew I wanted to do it. I'm a big. I, I hate going to see a cabaret where somebody is clearly searching for oh, trauma. Right. Like, I really hate the idea of this like trauma as a badge of honor, and like you've earned more because you've suffered more. I really don't like that. Um, mentality that I think is kind of seeping in a bit to society today, which I totally understand. And, you know, it's an overcorrection of, that needed to be corrected. But uh, I, I hate going to see shows about, like, I, I just don't I just don't want to see another show about how it was hard for you growing up because you were a little bit different, but, like, not really that different and it wasn't really that hard. Like, I just am sick of those shows. So I was always like, I love cabaret, but I don't want to write something until I have something mm. to say. And I was doing like silly cabarets, like, you know, comedy cabarets with my friend Vince called, um, we were called Backwards Anorak. We were really fucked. Like, have you ever seen Hot yes. Department? Yes, I have. Yeah. Yeah. We were very, very uh, much like okay. Hot Department. Um, all of our songs, were, I think we, all of our shows, I think we did four shows and every show we did ended in us making out and singing <laughs> Only You by Yazoo. Um, we, we did one song, that one show, um, called the higher the hair the closer to god and he played my dad a preacher and i played his daughter chastity and we still finished the show in the wow. same way but it was really very dark and and yucky and fun and gorgeous and then i just um was doing comedy with you know auntie donna and doing double denim and i had this story you know that had happened to me i had i'd lost my brother and i'd lost my dad and i had these things sort of sitting in the wings and i'd written a few essays and done a few storytelling nights where I told the story and it really resonated with people. And I liked the way it made people feel because I didn't want, even at uni, I remember they wanted us to do like a 10 minute cabaret and they wanted me to talk about it. They were like, it's going to be so interesting. It's going to be, you know, beautiful and heartbreaking. And I was yeah. like, ah, I'll be funny. Um, so I just tried to write funny things for a long time because I, I think somewhere I knew that I needed the skills to be funny and also to, to be, I needed to know how to hold an audience before I could just bring this onslaught of information. I mean, it's a quite, it's a pretty full on mm. story. And I wanted it to be about hope. And I just, this is what coming back to the thing I said about the like, uh, going to see people's shows where they're just digging for trauma. I don't think as an audience member, I'm not interested in seeing how upset you are. I'm interested in seeing who you are regardless of what you've yeah. been through. And even like any actor that's playing any role, like I'm very known for people, I, I'm a nightmare at the theater, um, but I'll sit there and if somebody comes out and like is singing something, you know, they're just playing a different role, but they're doing something. If they've not lost anything in their life, I can yeah. fucking tell. And I'll just sit back and myself, well, you never lost a thing in your goddamn life. <laughs> so I don't know. I just don't, I just don't like, I'm just not interested in watching people pretend to be sad if they've never been sad. And so in, on the same token, I just didn't want it to mm. feel like that. I really wanted it feel like a show about hope and I also think you need to if you're going to make a show like this you need to be over it you need to be okay you need to be moved through it you need to be able to talk about it no matter what in front of anyone at yeah. any time this can't be something that's going to trigger you because your audience can't sit there worrying yeah. about you that's not their job they paid otherwise that's that's therapy that you're getting paid for like that's yeah. crazy your job is to look after them um 
So they need to know that you're okay. So it took yeah. a long time. Yeah, for sure. And there's like, obviously there's so many things in there that just weave in and out. They're like you, you chuck in so many like amazing, funny songs as well. Like the Fingering Shed song is one of my favorites. It's so funny. Thank it's always you. good fun. Whenever that starts playing at like anything you do, I kind of look at the people next to me. I'm like, you're in for a time. <laughs> It's funny when you write musical comedy because, like, usually you can't do your jokes all the, like over and over again. But if if I go to gigs and I don't play Fingering Shed, people get a bit like <laughs> upset. I'm like, I'm doing this for like five or six years, this song. But sure, yeah, like yep, I'll pull it out. <laughs> with the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. But then you followed that up with Reform. And Reform is like such an insane story. Um, you know, and I'm sure you've, t- you've told it time and time again uh, in the show and on Triple J and everywhere else. But uh, could you, uh, for anyone who's not seen Reform, can you give us like a, a, a brief like a, in a nutshell yeah of course reform is a show based on an, it, the true story and it's you know it's sort of verbatim theater so a lot of the dialogue between me and the other person who is tim um is really what we said and based on messages and things i got scammed by a man during the lockdown i tried to buy a pilates reformer online and he scammed me and instead of going to the police i became his friend and his you know his confidant and his emergency (laughs) contact and um yeah and it's just i guess it's a it's a lesson in like radical empathy and, and curiosity making you a happier person than vengeful Thing. I, I don't know. I guess it's it's definitely a cautionary tale, but I wouldn't say it's a cautionary tale that you'd expect if you hear it's a cautionary tale of a yeah. scammer. It's kind of like, yeah, go out there, go be scammed. It might be good yeah, for you. Like, <laughs> might make a friend. And then uh, just like how yeah. involved I think you two became were just was fascinating. Because like you said, like you were his like kind of online therapist for a little while, you know, just like trying to talk yeah. him through breakups and all this other stuff. It's Yeah, it was cool. Quite a madness. And then your most recent show, um, Legacy, um, which was about uh, a whole bunch of things, really. Um, your most recent, yeah. I saw, I was watching your journey um, in part of the story, which was your trip to Canada um, to go to the yes. comedy show. <laughs> I mean, like, I was watching, I, I remember sitting there watching it happen via your Instagram going, what? How is this a thing? Like you just have all this content. I'm just like, what the hell? Yeah. That's why I call it the like the trilogy because I'm like, okay, now those three shows are done. Hopefully, like no more insane things happen yeah. to me. Um, but you know, I'm sure they will, and I'm sure it'll be good content. I yeah, long long and short of it, I was in a, a very mild plane accident. I had to drive to Canada. I had 
a, a weird, painful cyst on my vagina. <laughs> Uh, and also I took this out of the show, but in the, in real life, when I finally made it to Canada for the biggest gig of my life, despite everything, um, the the building caught yes, on fire yeah. and we had to reschedule. But I, I took it out of the show because I was like, this is, un- it sounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was sitting there waiting for like that to kick in. And I was like, oh yeah, then they, she's going to tell about how it caught on fire and no way. And then you did, I was like, oh, interesting. Because then you brought it back to um, the legacy of Michelle, the Michelle Brazier that had your tickets for the, the cinema. Um, yes. Yeah. This woman who had my name and I'd never met another Michelle Brazier. I'd never heard of another Michelle Brazier. So it was outrageous. I couldn't believe it. And I just went in search of this woman because I had her $10.50. I'd been handed it. They thought it was for me. It wasn't for me. And I had to go and find this woman. And, I, you know, I, I can't say if I found her or not. <laughs> it was so, so strange. Oh, well, I mean, like, the the trilogy um, of shows was... is amazing to see your versatility um, as both a comedian um, and a performer as well. And just how each one has its own distinct voice and style to it, which I really love. That's so kind. Thank um, you. But you're obviously a part, you have a lot of like comedian friends in the theatre and a lot of like big ones as well. Like you, um, you I've, I kind of, I've named you the, the crew in my mind and it's just like, yeah, <laughs> it's Julian, <laughs> uh, Julian Cosgrove, Eve Blake, um, Gabby, oh. Paul, and just like have all these like amazing. You call us the crew. We're called the coven. Ah, the coven. I like that. It's a better name. Gay, Chloe Wilson. Yeah, that's it's the coven. Yeah. Um, and like that's our like t- there's a tight little coven, and then yeah, Gabby, um, Sam, Andrew, and Mel. Mm. There's all just basically any good woman in this world. We're like your cove expansion pack. You're in the coven. <laughs> like you don't even know it. You're in the coven. There's we women I don't know yet, but they're in the coven. It's really nice. I mean, it's wonderful to have such a supportive group of girls, and and we group and we work together like. Mm. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. We hold each other up, um, which is something that's – people don't talk about that. People are like, oh, you know, it's competition and it's blah, and it's like it doesn't feel that way. No, no, and mm. I think that's what I, I love because you're also – especially during the comedy festivals, you're so supportive of each other and, like, just seeing it online, everyone's always posting, like, go see Michelle, go see Jillian, go see Gabby, go see Mel and Sam. Like, it's just – um, yeah, it's really nice. And you're right. I don't think you don't – you don't see a lot of that stuff, which is, I think, why I like it. Yeah, it's nice. I think it's really nice for us as well, just to have a base of of women who are all excelling and enjoying their success, but also, you know, celebrating other women and not just women either, like that, you know, anyone, but it's it's just in particular, I think we've been discouraged from getting together because, you know, we might cast a spell. Um, (laughs) But yeah, it's just getting together despite that is really, really nice. It's really lovely. Yeah. And I'm I'm not sure a lot of people um, know this about you, but you're a big advocate for um for animals and and guide dogs in particular. Yeah, um, and I'm an ambassador for Guide Dogs Australia. Yeah, could you tell us a little bit about that? Because every time um, I see you at a show, you've always got um, a dog with you, and I always like because I'm a massive dog lover, and I always like no 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 they're doing their job. You can't say like <laughs> they come to you. Um, but yeah. yeah, could you talk about that? Yeah, uh, I usually have Eva with me, who's my dog. She lives with me. She's actually on a walk with my neighbor. My neighbor sent me a text message just before asking if she could walk Eva because we everyone loves her. Um, but yeah, so I started working with guide dogs because I love dogs and because I was such an av- avid um, rescue dog fan and, you know, anti-meat person. I think they saw me as someone who had like a young audience 
who loved dogs, who advocated for, you know, the right things ethically, who might be a good ambassador. And it's just such a good fit. I mean, the things they do are so incredible. And I'm such a big believer in animals and the things, the difference they can make. I mean, guide dogs got, we got a, um, a therapy dog for my nephew, Noah, who he, he has Tourette's and he really helps him with his tics and he's mm. just, just there. And I don't know. I just really, really love the things that they can do that there's so much more than literally just guide dogs. Mm. Um, they're just, they're incredible. Animals are incredible. All of my shows have an animal. So like average bear is obviously the bear. Um, Legacy is a panda mm. and reform is about bonobos yes. versus chimpanzees. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I really love animals. I think they're really simple and beautiful. And I, my job with Eva, I guess, is just, I take her to gigs and I take her to set and I take her around to get places used to having a guide dog. So I take her to like a concert or in a taxi and things like that. And she does amazing work. She's just so calm. Yeah, it's beautiful. I wish I had like space in my life for a little therapy dog of some sort, you know, yeah. or just a pet of some sort, but I'm always moving houses. So it's always so difficult. Yeah, it's really tough. I wish that they would make it a lot easier for us to have uh, pets in Australia. I mean, because you're in New South Wales? Yeah. Yeah. Have you just had that law come in where you can't be rejected for a pet now? Yes, yes. I have heard that. um, And more so for if you own like an apartment. um, Yeah. There's a law that the strata can't say no to you buying an animal. Yeah, that's huge. And I think in South Australia, it's a really big problem. Oh, okay, right. That they still can. I mean, here in Victoria, um, yeah, you can, you can. I think you can't reject a rental applicant for having a dog, and you oh. can't. There's no can't be strata rules. But that's like you know, we're Victoria. We we're very we're very left. Yeah, we like our little animals. Yeah, it's good. Well, I wanted to uh, talk about. You've got your comedy career, but you're also quite involved in a lot of on-screen stuff as well yeah um most recently with the we interrupt this broadcast which i I keep seeing snippets pop up all the time on like my tiktok feed and i'm just like yep watch Ah. this one what was it like working um on that show because it's a sketch comedy show so i guess um kind of your forte i mean it was fun it was just weird because usually when i'm doing sketch comedy i'm doing it with auntie donna um and we have such a unique way of working like a specific from go to woe it's it's very it's very specific and it's directed by max miller who is you know a genius so i was a bit nervous going into this we were finishing filming up coffee cafe when i got the offer and ben russell and i were on set together because he's also in we interrupt this broadcast and we were on set together for coffee cafe um holding a rat actually (laughs) (laughs) it felt like every comedian that was in melbourne was in coffee cafe and i loved it (laughs) Yeah, well, I think the boys are really good at, at like grabbing people and championing them, and um, especially you know people who might not have had screen mm. um, experience before. So that it's really wonderful. Obviously, like Mish Whitrip is is a, always an addition to Auntie Donna stuff, and me and Ben, and so it's nice to be in that little family. And uh, yeah, Ben and I were just talking about what what are we going to do? You know, we sort of took it for the money initially, and then we started doing it, and everyone on that show was so lovely. Like everyone on the set was a dream. The writers were all a dream. It's really hard doing commercial TV and you know, there's a laugh track on it. That wasn't, you know, yeah. um, <laughs> we didn't sign up for that. Um, so, that, you know, commercial TV is interesting. And when it's not your show, mm. you can't veto things like that. Yeah. You can't control the edit. So it was a really good exercise in, slowly understanding that you can't make requests about the edit all the time and 
and learning to just do what what you're happy with. I don't know. It was just, but it was a wonderful collaborative experience, and everyone was so brilliant. Um, just yeah, just really different working in commercial TV, but cool, really cool. Yeah, that's great. And uh, and with um, Coffee Cafe as well, you're so funny on that. And the show itself <laughs> was so funny because I mean, how funny is Richard Roxburgh? Oh my god, when he showed <laughs> up, I oh, I was. My friend didn't appreciate it because he didn't, he's never seen, he's never, he never watched Auntie Donna or, and he never watched <laughs> Rake. So when, when Richard Roxburgh turned up and I was just like, how the fuck did they pull this off? And Mouse from the Matrix. <laughs> yes. And Mouse is like, Morpheus funny Neo. It's just like. It's so weird. It was a weird day that day. Was insane. Loved it. We're all gathered around the monitors. Like if we weren't on screen. So like. In a lot of the reverses where I my character should be sitting opposite him, mm. I if I didn't have any lines, I'd like leave and just watch the monitors so I could just like laugh because he was so funny and he was so good. Yeah. Um he was amazing. He was really special. And it's everyone a, everyone was such a good sport. Well, it's a show. big thing as well, because like ABC would have had to tick off with that, you know, uh, Richard Roxbury would have had to tick off with that and then yeah, the crazy like that's rage. a whole different character. <laughs> A whole different show. Yeah, it's like it's about I am Rake. It's like oh yes, yes. <laughs> really funny. Yeah, it was, it was so really good. good. Um, well, there was a question I've been asking my guests recently about theatre and it and like how it's changing. And mm-hmm. I'd love to know how, in your perspective, you think the theatre industry's changed over the years and how those changes have sort of impacted the work you do and the work that you create? Well, I think people are more interested in really authentic stuff at the moment. Like people aren't as keen for things that are really polished, um, which is also something that comes in an economic crisis. Like that is just the way that art tends to mirror that. Um, But, you know, I think it's also a byproduct of TikTok and having like a glut of creators. And I think it's really exciting to see um, we're giving opportunities to people who are from a different class because I mean, I'm from the country. I didn't come from lots of money. And I felt when I turned up at VCA, I, it was a fucking shock to the system. (laughs) I couldn't believe, and people just didn't have jobs. Like they were just like, they could just go to uni and not have to work and that was fine. And they already had maybe been in professional musicals or, you know, had all these contacts because they're from the city and they have money and they, and you know, there's so many different things. and. Uh, like obviously like different cultures and different different races at different types of people that we're seeing and different genders and that's also exciting but encompassing all of that and at the root of all of that is and what's so exciting for me is is class and people from different classes being able to come which is something you know the UK has always been really good at it and yeah. they're they're in danger of losing it whereas I feel like we're discovering it and I'm really excited for that I'm excited to see something you know MTC main stage written by someone from the country like I just I think I think it's an exciting time for that stuff and and, I mean I always approach things with a real just like this is how I want to make people feel and this is how I'm going to make them feel it let me have a go and I felt like when I was 20 and of course I was 20 but it also felt like the time was different I was going please let me have a go and they were going well what have you done and now people who are similar to me who are 20 who are going please let me have a go they're going okay what what do you want to do Uh, at least having that conversation and so it's really exciting and I want to be a part of that as I the I want to create platforms that weren't there for me yeah no that's beautiful I love that I love that I love that question because everyone I've asked has always has a different answer 
and um yeah and i think it's really nice to see um everyone's perspectives on it definitely yeah i don't know it's just interesting i also think we need to make it cheaper yeah um, that's always good too yeah that's about funding that's a funding thing yes yeah <laughs> and hopefully that's, you know i mean we got labor if we bully them enough mm. i think they'll be nice to us yeah I've seen... i feel like that about labor they're just so easy to bully do yeah, you know what you i mean could, like push them they want us to like them yeah you need us to like that. Yeah, I've seen Albo at the theatre once. Like, he, he he enjoys it. He knows what no, it's I worth. No, I think he likes it. I think he likes it. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, to wrap up, I, I'd love to ask you our one-minute theatre thoughts questions. Um, okay, rapid fire. Let's go. Cool. Okay, here we go. What's been your favourite production you've seen recently? Oh, um, 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 oh no, I'm not being very rapid fire. Cyrano. Oh. I know it's not particularly recent, but I really loved it. Yeah, I really wish I saw that. Um, oh, it was fucking great. Gosh, you got to bring really to Sydney. Um, what's your go-to karaoke song? Uh, Evanescence, Bring Me to Life. <gasps> yes. Um, what role haven't you played yet that you'd still want to? Paulette in Legally Blonde. Oh, good. And Jean Valjean. Oh, I love that. Oh, my God. You, um, okay, I'll talk about that later. Um, who inspired <laughs> you as a young performer? Uh, Jennifer Coolidge, to be completely oh, honest. really? Yeah, which I don't know if that's a surprise at all now. <laughs> uh, Jennifer Coolidge and, and Natasha Leone and Amy Poehler. Oh, great. Um, which production would you most want to see come to Australia? Ooh. Uh, is it called A Strange Loop, the mm. one from New York? Yeah, yeah that. Tony. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's so specific. So I don't, it's not going to, but it would be very cool if it did. Um, and last one, uh, finish this sentence. Michelle Brazier, funny, talented, and... Hot as shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. And that's a minute. Thank you so much. Well done. We did it. I would love to see you as Jean Valjean. Oh my cool god, that would be amazing. Mm-hmm. Can you make mm-hmm. that, please? Can you do? I'm that? trying. Virginia Gay as Javert. What do you think? Oh what do you god, think? Stop what it. do you think? Far out. We heard it here first, people. I'm just saying. <laughs> Excellent. Well, Michelle, thank you so much for jumping on, and giving us your time, um, and getting to know you better, um, and hearing all your stories. So, thank you so, much. so much. Appreciate it. Thank you so much to Michelle Brazier for joining us on today's episode. To find out more about Michelle, head to michellebrazier.com or stream her show Average Bear via Paramount Plus or you can book tickets to her Edinburgh Fringe show Reform via her website. We'll be back at Meraki Arts Bar on Tuesday the 11th of July to talk with the team at Queen Hades Productions and their performance of Tough Titties. Follow the link in our episode's description to book your tickets. This episode was produced by Echidna Audio. Follow them on Instagram at Echidna Audio for all their audio services. Once again, if you enjoyed our podcast, leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts and head to the link in this episode's description for our Instagram account, TikTok, YouTube and Patreon. My name's Justin Clark and I'll see you next time here on the Theatre Thoughts Podcast. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work 
or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R E R I S E T H E A T R E dot org because only together we rise. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.